Superbrain is a labour of love. Alas, no podcast can survive on love alone. We don't have a sponsor, so we need your support for Superbrain to stay alive and kicking. You can make a one-off donation by following the Support This Show link in the show or episode description. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. My name is Sabina Brennan and you are listening to Superbrain, the podcast for everyone with a brain. During the course of my conversation with Mary McGill in Monday's episode, I mentioned how I am loath to make Instagram videos at the moment because of the weight I've gained during lockdown. I am now actually the heaviest I have ever been in my life, heavier than when I was nine months pregnant. Anecdotally, I know I'm not alone. Most of my friends have gained weight. Um, I actually should clarify that most of my female friends have gained weight. My husband has actually lost weight and is in great shape. Anyway, most of my female friends have gained weight and they're struggling to lose the weight also. Research conducted by the American Psychological Association in late February 2021 found that 42% of adults reported undesired weight gain with an average gain of 29 pounds. That's 13 kilos. That's a lot of weight to gain. I haven't gained quite that much, but I have gained a significant amount. So why is it that so many of us have gained weight? Well, given what we know about how stress, disrupted sleep and lack of routine influence our eating habits, it's actually not really that surprising. Cast your mind back to March 2020 as the horror of COVID emerged and our lives were turned upside down. We found ourselves in a constant state of anxiety and many of us felt chronically stressed. A study carried out by the University of Ottawa and the Royal Institute of Mental Health Research, which was published in the Journal of Sleep Research, found that half of the thousands of people they researched showed signs of serious sleep problems during the pandemic. Some people slept more or less than they did pre-pandemic and others' sleep schedule was altered with going to bed later than they did before and waking up later than they did pre-pandemic. In addition to affecting the quantity and quality of sleep, the pandemic also affected our psychological response to the situation we found ourselves in. When compared to those who slept more, those of us who slept less or developed later sleeping schedules showed increased symptoms of insomnia and worsening symptoms of anxiety, stress and depression. Sleep disruption has disproportionately affected women, those with family responsibilities, the employed and individuals with chronic illnesses, and it is associated with higher stress levels, heavier alcohol use, I'll say nothing, and longer television exposure, all of which interfere with the ability to get sufficient good quality sleep. So it really is this vicious cycle a lot of us have found ourselves caught up in. There has also been an increase in the use of sleep sleep medications, which really is not a good thing given the known risk for developing more complex chronic insomnia in the longer term. I really have sleep difficulties, insomnia, I suppose, prolonged at this stage, but I would never go near sleeping tablets because in the long run, 
they can actually lead to worse more complex insomnia and also the kind of sleep that they give you is not real deep good quality restorative sleep it's a bit similar to the sleep you get when you consume a lot of alcohol which I suppose one of the reasons um, some people have found themselves drinking more alcohol in the evening because it may be the only way that they can get to sleep but unfortunately you tend to wake up and not get good quality sleep so it's not a real solution. So, okay, what have poor sleep and insomnia got to do with weight gain? Well, quite a lot, actually. Uh, This is something that I wrote about at length in my first book, 100 Days to a Younger Brain. So I'm just going to read a few paragraphs from that book that give you a little bit of insight into why poor sleep can be one of the main culprits in the weight gain that we've experienced as a consequence of the pandemic. So this is just from the chapter on sleep in my book, 100 Days to a Younger Brain. Did you know that insufficient sleep that's less than seven or eight hours per night can lead to weight gain and obesity? I should say that I wrote this book before the pandemic. So this is something that's been known a very long time. It's not just peculiar to the pandemic, but we know that sleep disruption can lead to weight gain and obesity. This seems counterintuitive, I know, since you'd expect to burn more calories when awake and active than while sleeping. But sleeping is a metabolically active state. So staying up for 24 hours straight only burns an extra 147 calories when compared to the same period with eight hours sleep. However, the relationship between weight gain and sleep is more complex than the simple sum of the calories burned. It involves multiple players, including two hungry hormones, leptin and ghrelin, and your endocannabinoid system. The hormone ghrelin triggers sensations of hunger, while the hormone leptin signals feelings of fullness. So ever wondered why you feel starving when you burn the candle at both ends? It's because insufficient sleep decreases your levels of leptin and increases your levels of ghrelin, exposing you to the double whammy of an absent stop eating signal and an amplified I'm still hungry signal. As a consequence, the same amount of food that leaves you feeling satisfied the day after eight hours sleep leaves you wanting more with half the amount of sleep. Even with five to six hours sleep, you are at risk of consuming 300 more calories a day than you would if you had adequate sleep. If you are regularly getting less than seven hours sleep per night, it's easy to see how you might gain 10 to 15 pounds a year. On top of this, the less sleep you get, the less energy you have and the more sedentary you become. When you are sleep deprived, you not only eat more calories, but in all probability you burn fewer too. So it's not unreasonable to draw a link between the sleep loss epidemic and the obesity epidemic in industrial countries. So that's what I had written in the book. So indeed, you know, the same applies to the weight gain that we have observed in so many people during the pandemic. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. 
Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Again, going back to the book and the endocannabinoid system. You've probably heard of marijuana-induced munchies if you haven't experienced them yourself. But did you know that your body naturally produces endocannabinoids, which are chemicals similar to the drug cannabis? Your endocannabinoid system plays a key role in your brain's appetite control and energy levels. When you are sleep deprived, the level of endocannabinoids produced by your own body increase and stay in your system for longer than when you have had sufficient sleep. In research studies, elevated levels of endocannabinoids coincide with people's reports of increased hunger and appetite. Sleep-deprived individuals consumed more in between meals and were more likely to consume unhealthy snacks than when they had sufficient sleep. The endocannabinoids appear to be driving pleasurable eating, also referred to as hedonic eating, which describes the drive to eat for pleasure in the absence of an actual energy deficit. With adequate sleep, we have greater control, making it easier for us to resist junk food. In contrast, when we are sleep deprived, our hedonic drive for specific foods increases and we are less able to resist them. The sleep deprivation of the kind that many of us regularly engage in by choice and that has occurred and happened to many of us during the pandemic not only leads us to eat more, but also influences what we choose to eat with cravings for sweets, salty food and heavy carbs increasing as our hours of nightly sleep decrease. I can personally attest to that. That's really what I have been experiencing. In his book, While We Sleep, Matthew Walker describes an experiment that he conducted that offers further insight into the relationship between sleep loss and weight gain. His team found that lack of sleep seemed to silence brain activity in areas of the prefrontal cortex, which are involved in judgments and decision making. In parallel, lack of sleep amplifies brain activity in evolutionary older areas deep within your brain that drive desire and motivation. Sleep deprived participants in his experiment consumed, wait for it, a staggering 600 more calories compared to when they had had adequate sleep. Thankfully, a full night's sleep restores the impulse control system necessary to rein in our more primal desire to eat to excess. Unfortunately, poor sleep habits in childhood can set the stage for obesity in adulthood. Three-year-olds getting less than 10 and a half hours of sleep per night have a 45% increased risk of being obese by age seven than those who get the recommended 12 hours of sleep per night. So any parents with young kids out there, I can't cannot underscore enough how important sleep is for children and really they do need 10 and a half hours or more. And actually, children also gained weight during the pandemic with a US study that examined more than 500,000 visits to a children's hospital in Philadelphia in 2019 and in 2020. And they found that the prevalence of paediatric obesity had increased from 13.7% to 15.4% in the pandemic. 
So back to me and where I am 18 months on from March 2020, I am still struggling with my weight and I've been trying to lose weight through exercise and calorie restriction, but with little success because I keep lapsing, which is really very unusual for me because when I set my mind to something, I usually achieve it. I have great willpower and great self-control, but at the moment, my appetite is huge and I have been craving unhealthy food. And I have found it really, really hard. And I've really never had considerable or, you know, any real weight issues in my life. Yes, I've always wanted to be a bit skinnier, but I've always been within my healthy weight mainly. So aside from the negative impact of this extra weight that I've gained and an elevated BMI, aside from the impact that that has on my health, I don't like how my body feels when I carry weight and that affects my mood. So that's not good. But You know what, having recorded this episode and I suppose reminded myself about the impact of sleep on appetite and what we choose to eat, I think I've been going about tackling my weight gain in the wrong way by changing my diet or trying to change my diet and improve my exercise levels when actually probably the earlier cause is my disrupted sleep. My sleep has been really very poor. I've struggled an awful lot the last year and a half with my sleep. You know, being tired and getting to bed and tossing and turning or else maybe having a couple of drinks going asleep and then waking up for the rest of the night. I'm sure that kind of resonates with a lot of you. So I think what I really need to do is take a different tack. I need to sort my sleep issues first. Hopefully that will actually reduce my appetite and then will give me back my characteristic self-control, you know, switch back on my frontal lobes when it comes to eating and dampen down those emotional centres that may be triggering my cravings also for unhealthy food. And of course, I haven't even touched on the microbiome in your gut. I actually write about that in my second book, Beating Brain Fog, but that can impact on your mood and on cravings, etc. So again, that's a vicious cycle. If you're not eating healthy food, if you're eating the wrong kind of food, that can trigger cravings for more of that kind of food. So, yeah, wish me luck. I'm going to stop beating myself up at the moment for being overweight. Stop depriving myself of food in an effort to lose weight. What I am going to do is reward myself with good sleep habits that I hope over time, if I stick to them, will actually improve the quality and quantity of my sleep. I may even try some CBT for sleep. I'll keep you posted on how I get on. And hopefully over the course of season four, you will see less of me physically. (laughs) Um, uh, But I hope that you will continue to listen to the show. I hope that's been helpful to any of you out there who are also struggling with the, um, I'm calling it the COVID stone now. It was the COVID kilo first, but yeah. My name is Sabina Brennan and you have been listening to Super Brain, the podcast for everyone with a brain. My aim for Boosters is to share insights from neuroscience, psychology and from my own life that might help you to better understand why we do the things we do, how we can reach our true potential and move from just surviving to thriving in life. If there's anything in particular you'd like me to cover in an upcoming booster shot, please do let me know. You'll find me on Instagram at Sabina Brennan and Twitter at Sabina underscore Brennan. You can, of course, also email me at info at superbrain.ie. 
For the price of a coffee, you can listen to Superbrain ad-free over on patreon.com forward slash superbrain. I couldn't do this show without my brilliant editor, Emily Burke, and there'd be no point in doing the show at all without you, my wonderful listeners. So thank you for tuning in today. Tune in on Monday for another fascinating interview with an inspiring guest and on Thursday for another booster shot from me. My name is Sabina Brennan. You have been listening to Superbrain, the podcast for everyone with a brain. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com.